Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Using pre-planned lines on dating apps to start conversation does not work generally for women because we have a sixth sense. We have like a sniff test. We can tell that those lines are maybe lines that you got from a YouTube pickup artist dude or you even maybe came up with it on your own, but now you've used it for every single girl over and over and over. It's like that saying, give a man a fish and he'll eat for a day or teach a man how to fish and he'll eat for a lifetime. Give a man a pre-written line and he'll date for a day. Teach him how to banter and he'll date for a lifetime or maybe not a lifetime because you'll find the one right away and then you'll stop dating and you'll just be married, but you know what I mean. I am Kristen from kristenandchill.com and I am the banter queen. I teach guys how to charm more than just the socks off of women. And if you're struggling in conversation, if you're getting ghosted, if you're never hearing back, if you're never ever getting the results that you deserve, hit me up at kristenandchill.com. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women podcast, we have a regular person on the show, a beautiful woman, an intelligent woman, a driven woman named Danny Kay, who is 28 years old, is going to give you her opinion as a female dating in 2021. She's going to tell you whether or not she likes bad boys. If guys can break out of the friend zone, will she date shorter guys than her? And tons of more are covered on this episode. So keep listening. Hey, you guys, welcome to another episode of the Ask Women podcast. This is episode almost like 400 for us, which is just absolutely crazy. We've had so many good guests. And this week, we have another great guest who is a super attractive female in her 20s who is dating and has preferences and likes and dislikes. And she's going to tell us all about those. So thanks for getting down and dirty with us, Danny. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and share my experiences and all of that information. Well, actually, let's just start right off the bat. Tell us about your experiences with dating. Tell us how the last six months have gone with dating during COVID. And then even maybe talk a little bit, if you can remember it, about before how your dating life was. Isn't that funny thinking about, can we remember what life was before COVID? No, although it's starting to change now. So I'm starting to get little glimpses of it. I'm like, oh, this is real life again. We're planning (laughs) trips and like we're getting vaccinated next week. So it's starting to happen. And like outdoor dining has opened up. Outdoor dining has started to open up as well too at like a lower capacity. So super exciting there. Yeah, I would say, gosh, dating during COVID within the last like six months to a year has been really rough in terms of like, I would say in the beginning, I actually did have what you would call like almost an online relationship, 
right? Where I like dated someone, FaceTimed, texted. We met on a, a dating app. We weren't in the same city. He was in Florida, but like quarantining with his family while he lived in New York, while I was in LA. And that wasn't what felt like a really good relationship in terms of like connecting, talking about like our passions, our career, but like not being able to see someone for a very extended period of time was very challenging. Because it fizzles, right? If you don't actually have a chance to see the other person. It does. It ended up fizzling because I found out that he was dating other women via TikTok. (laughs) So I didn't have the best... TikTok, what? In like 60 second increments? How was he doing this? What do you mean by a TikTok? Yeah, it's crazy. I never go on TikTok. My friends always do. And I ran across this video that was like, I'm not going to share his last name, obviously, but that right. was, don't trust brads that are like in their 30s that work in finance. <gasps> I think it's just finance in general you don't want to trust. Right, exactly. Oh my gosh, the worst, literally the worst. And so I kind of thought that was sketchy, sent it to my friends. She ended up DMing her, confirmed the last name. And then she went on this rant about like all of these stories that she heard from other girls. And that was just really... Thankfully, like I found out the same day that like this video went viral, he found out he came forward and confessed and he was like, Hey, by the way, like, this is how I normally date in terms of like, it's not normal right now. I normally do date normally, like dating a couple of women at the same time in a couple of weeks. I'm really into her. Then I break it off with the rest of the people. But in this case, like I've been talking to you since day one. And like, I don't know if that was supposed to make me feel special in terms of like, I've been talking to you to the longest, but like he's still been dating like four other men during this like seven month period. Men? He's dating other men? Oh, sorry. Women. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm totally just kidding. I know exactly. They what probably you're looked like no, men. But... You were the best out of them. Right. He's like, I'm just, you're the only girl I'm talking to. You should be flattered by it. Well, this is interesting. Okay. So this is an interesting conversation because this is dating in your 20s, right? Where people have much more free time than people who are in their 30s and 40s and 50s. So they are dating multiple people. And social media is a huge part of that where number one, you can get busted. But something even more interesting that you just pointed out that women in their 20s will do. And I think women in 30s and 40s do this as well. But you were actively able to find out more information about him through social media and through your friends. Like you can quickly find things out. So let me ask Mm -hmm. you a question. When you do find somebody that you like, Mm -hmm. do you go and research them right away? Or do you just allow it to play out naturally? I love to allow it to play out naturally. Like I love to trust a person. I don't want the internet to tell me about someone because you don't know what it's going to surface. And like that could be something old and they have changed since then. So I really like to go into a date or going into getting to know someone by letting them speak. Now, I would say my friends are very different and it makes a lot of sense. Like they want to make sure that they understand the person. They think that they're going to like them before they actually see them one-on-one. I tend mm-hmm. to do the opposite and it's backfired for me. So, right. <laughs> well, then, so once you do like somebody, then do you go and research or do you just always go with what's in front of you? Like, do you never sort of cyber stalk people? I do in terms of like, I like LinkedIn. LinkedIn's probably the best one to look at in terms of like, does he know how to like hold a career? Is he passionate? Is he working his way up the ladder? I tend to look at Instagram in terms of social media. And I don't care that much about social media. It doesn't really matter for men necessarily as much as it matters for women, in my opinion. But like, do they follow a whole bunch of influencers? Or do they have like a bunch of friends that are like just using it as like a social platform to connect with other people? Or are they using it for their business? That kind of stuff that I look for. Like, are they a normal human? What happens if they don't have social media? Do you like them more or less? (laughs) I think it makes people suspicious if they don't, which is unfortunate because I almost think the less social media, the more normal the person at this point. Totally. 
But that's also my age range. So in your 20s, obviously, I don't think that that's what that signifies. Yeah, I would say it feels a little bit of a red flag when someone doesn't have a social media. But I respect someone when they say that like, they've taken like a break from it, or they don't find value in it. And because I can agree, I can agree to that. Like, it can kind of hurt people's lives, or it can be detrimental to some people. That Brad guy was an example of one. He told me he didn't use social media anymore. Turns out he had a fake social media that he was using from time to time. That way, but yeah, that's so crazy. Kristen, what about you? Like, does social media? I know that you're a stalker. (laughs) You're a total stalker. Yeah, you have to be exactly the unassuming transmitter. You're definitely a stalker, right? That's your (laughs) name for this week's show. But, But have you always been a stalker, or is that something that, like, because of your experiences, led you to that? Mm, well, hopefully I'm not question. actually a stalker and Marnie's just being silly. So I can't answer your question, but maybe I actually am. So we'll see. We'll find out. <laughs> no, but social media is not whether or not they have social media, but like when you go on to social media to look at their profiles, like what are you looking for? Are you looking to see if they're a scumbag? Are you looking to see if they're successful? Are you looking to see if they're a cheater? Are you looking to see if they're like, what are you? Because you've met a past boyfriend over social media, right? So yeah. what are you looking for? Looking to just eliminate red flags. So it depends on the person what those red flags are going to be. My red flags that I'm looking for may not be what Danny's looking for. Like if I see a guy who is posting a lot of pictures, who's out at night all the time at the bar, to me, that's red flag. It's kind of a ew. Okay. So it's just basically looking to get a general gist of the person and to see if they're online dating app lines up with who they say they are. It's mm-hmm. just to give you a f- little bit of a further window to assess whether or not this person is someone that you may be interested in. Like if I met a guy on a dating app and it turned out to have an Instagram that was all outdoor hiking and adventure and I probably go, eh, you know, actually it may not be the right match. But if he was sitting on a couch like watching TV and eight of his photos, you'd be like, this is my guy. If he had crumbs on his chest and right. was balding <laughs> and holding a cat, I'd be like, yeah, right. like, oh my God. This is my man. This is my yes. soulmate. Yeah. So it's just a further assess. And I, when I help guys with their profiles, we do a lot of the time take a look at their social media and if they have any. And I basically have to clean up their social media sometimes because then if a girl goes from the dating app profile that I made over and it glistens like gold and then they go look at their Facebook page or their Instagram and it's not the same, it's like goo. So you do have to make sure the two align so you're the same person. Totally. I would agree too. I think one thing that you just said that reminds me of something is you said like a gross or something. I can't remember. But with my friends, with my girlfriends, we talk about like the ick, right? Like what a guy does that really can turn us off. Ooh, tell me some. It's very different for many people. Sometimes it's like, this is awful, but like sometimes it's like a name or sometimes it's like I went on a, out with a guy in January and like on his dating profile, it said that he was an owner of a company. And then I met up with him and he was like, yeah, like I have an in with my family to be like an owner with that company and I'm very well off, but I'm also working at a t-shirt shop. And I'm like, cool, love that like you wanted to do something where you can connect with other people and that like maybe you're bored and so you want to fill your downtime, but those two don't align there, buddy. Like, <laughs> What's going on there? And that's like a big, that's a big ick for me. Well, so, okay, when you say ick, is that just something that's gross to you or is it something that feels weird to you? Because for me, that would feel weird because I 
it, I would be like, you kind of lied. And that's like, that's icky for me to be a liar. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something that's, I would say that like turns you off. Turns you off. So what yeah. are some of the other things that your girlfriends listed as things that turn them off? So you said a name was one of them, like a person's name. Yeah. Like their chosen screen name kind of thing or their actual name. Like a Shelby, for example, or... I get that. Sorry, Shelby's. <laughs> I know, I know. Or like maybe they wear like flip-flops, you know, like something where it's just like, we're in a new age, like, come on, where are the slides at? Or I'm trying to think of like better ones off the top of my head, but I can't... No, these are good ones. Wait, so you would be living in Venice, you would be like against flip-flops. You're still, it's like an ick for you if it's Like flip-flop. for one of my friends. Yeah. Right. Like, okay. Interesting. I just made a video about like the 13 worst things that guys can wear and flip-flops with jeans was one of them. And then <laughs> flip-flops with like socks was one of them as well. Because yeah. obviously, that's like, why are you wearing socks? Put a pair of shoes on. I don't understand. If you're cold. cold. Just don't wear cold. sandals then. Or like pictures in um, dating profiles of fishing is like one for like one of my good friends. She like hates the fishing photos. Like, it just seems like you're going to spend your time all outdoors and maybe, you know, like, she doesn't like, like the countryside. I know, see, Kristen's feeling ick right now, too. She's like, that's disgusting. It is actually <laughs> surprising how many fishing pictures guys use. And I didn't know people fish this much. Like, how are there even fish left in the ocean based on how many dating profile pics have fish in them? It really is, like, mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, I didn't know. Going to Burning Man, that's another, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, we're in California. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, if you're the type that's into Burning Man, obviously that's good. But the guy who's wearing like the bandana tied around his neck with like an extra scarf and necklaces and bracelets in his Instagram profile, even though he may have a good LinkedIn, you're going to go, eh, okay, maybe not. And that just depends on your preference. It depends on who you are. And those things are wonderful. Because so for a lot of guys out there, like there was an article in OkCupid, like eight years ago or whatever it was, but it was talking about how the more forthcoming you can be with your personality through your pictures and through the words that you say in your written profile, the better matches you'll end up getting. Because so many guys think, okay, I'm not going to show that I'm like this. I'm not going to show that I do that. I'm not going to... All these things are interesting about them. Like they have a tattoo or piercings or they wear flip-flops with jeans and socks or like fishing. They cut a lot of those things out because they think it'll bring them a larger group of women in fact, it's the opposite. They actually get better and higher quality matches if they do put those things out. Because like I'm into fishing. If I see a guy fishing, that for me, that means we're going to have a fun time being on the lake, probably in a boat. Like that is something I'm attracted to and drawn to. But for Kristen, that is like a huge ick for her. So it's so interesting how, how that happens. Well, the more desperate I get, the more into fish I am. Right. <laughs> but the profiles have to be, I think we talked about this, yeah, last, the last episode we taped, we talked about how just committing to who you are, that owning that 20%, if you are a guy that fishes, fucking fish. If you're the person that is really into the Burning Man scene, be into the Burning Man scene, just commit to who you really are. So it's easier for her to discern right away and doesn't, basically you want to eliminate as much work as possible for her. So the clearer you make it. And for you too. Yeah, absolutely. So the clearer people make it, the faster this process can move along. And it's a slow one, God knows. So, Well, I want to touch on something else that Danny spoke about. So both of you gave an ick to finance guys. But when Danny was on my live, we talked a bit about bad boys. So attractive bad boys. 
Danny's totally into bad boys. <laughs> Tell people who are listening what it means when you're saying bad boy. Like you don't like a guy that treats you like crap. You don't like a guy, or do you? I don't know. Do you tell me what that means when you say I love bad boys? Normally, okay, so what I'm attracted to is being driven in terms of like success. And that normally doesn't mean money. Well, it can be money, right? Like can come together. But normally it's someone who is driven and aggressive. Meaning like they want to pursue me. They are going to tell me exactly where we're going to dinner. Like at the end of a date, they're going to push me up against the wall and I'm going to feel like I'm the most important girl in the world. And I really like someone in finance for some reason. Finance and aggression tend to like go together mm-hmm. as well with like New York. I don't know. Put those all together. It and does. Like, It totally does. <laughs> well, the last guy I dated was a guy in finance in New York, like a Wall Street guy. And Did he pushed you up against the wall? Downstairs, he <laughs> broke my legs. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right, oh but he did. He was aggressive in that sense, which was very attractive. And did you like it? So I did like it. But what I didn't like was that it brought out. You know, it's always that fantasy of like, ooh, guy in Wall Street, you dress nice, and there's something really sexy about it. So I was super into it until that side of him came out. And I don't know if he might. He used to listen to this, so he may listen now. And sorry if you're listening. But he turned into such a little whiny bitch <laughs> where it was like, oh, <laughs> I don't want, oh, oh. And that was such a turnoff where it went from this kind of like, ooh, this is sexy finance guy on Wall Street to this whiny, totally not masculine, not bad boy underneath. And so I was really disappointed. And then we had to right. like, we got pumpkins and it was like, he was like, how are we going to get the pumpkins upstairs? Oh, it's hard. And I just was like, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> so Wolf of Wall Street him down was more like Sheep right. of Wall Street. So Oof. that was disappointing. I want to hear from both of you. Okay, tell me what it is about this bad boy that is so appealing. Like, why do you say it is the fantasy? Why is it so sexy? You just want somebody to take the lead. You want somebody to be aggressive with you. What is it that you like? It's masculinity. It's not masculinity in like a way that a guy's going to the gym and showing off his muscles. It's an intellectual masculinity yeah. put together with someone who is put together. They know how to dress. They know how to look like shine up like but a... Why is that a bad boy? It's bad boy because it's confidence. That's all it really comes down to. When people say they want a bad boy, they basically just don't want a pushover. They don't want a guy who's going to have actions that lead to the friend zone. So. That's what's attractive. They don't want a guy who's actually robbing banks and carrying guns. Because that gets very confusing for guys. Because when they hear the term like, oh, she likes a bad boy, they think, oh, that means you like a player, somebody who treats you horribly, somebody who doesn't respect you. So is that not no, it means, what it is? It means someone who doesn't back down from who they are and what their position is. Danny's nodding as well in agreement. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like having an opinion on something and sticking to that opinion and kind of using it playfully to maybe bust her balls a little bit. If she's vegan or something, she's really obsessed with this vegan stuff and you're not a vegan, you don't kowtow to the vegan. You don't go like, oh, okay, I'm going to tiptoe around everything about the vegan stuff. You're going to be an animal, no pun intended, and be tough, like, and be ball busty with it. You're not going to try to be what she is. You're always going to be who I'm you gonna are. You're going to try and be a vegan. But you're right. still going to respect the fact that she is a vegan, right? Absolutely. But you can okay. use what your actual opinion is to show that you don't change for people. You okay. are who you are and that's sexy. 
Okay. Well, Danny, let me ask you to elaborate on that because I want to hear your definition. Because even last time you were saying, like, you like the leadership, you like people who are driven. That's Mm -hmm. obviously very sexy for you. What about guys who are players, who you know are players? Are you attracted to those guys if they're giving you attention, even though you know that's who they are? Yeah. The unfortunate part of things is normally these guys that are like driven and confident they have so much confidence that they're not only talking to you, but they're talking to many people. And that tends to like make them a player, which sucks, right? Like I wish there was a lot more of these like good guys that come off as like weaker that could like gain some more confidence and like... We're working on it. That's what we're doing. (laughs) That's the plan. And it's not that we're... I wouldn't say you're attracted to someone that talks to multiple people. It's just their confidence is so high. So there's nothing appealing about the fact that he's talking to other people, but preferring you. In that moment. Well, I think every girl kind of wants to be the girl that turns the player into, you know, that one kind of deal. But that's just not the case of people, especially when they have like a past of doing something at like cheating, for example. Like it's really hard to turn someone, at least that I know, into someone ideal that you would like to be like committed like that. Right. So with this guy who you found out he was talking to other girls, did you cut it off with him once you found that out? Yeah, absolutely. You did. You shouldn't let someone like walk all over you like multiple times and one and done, basically. Would you say your girlfriends are similar? Yeah, I would. I would say they you are. Would. They, they have respect for themselves too. So where they just say this is not acceptable. Right. Okay. Is that like, would you say it's a more, not a more modern thing, but would you say most girls who are in their 20s that you know, would, do you think they would have the same self-respect for themselves? to walk away? I think a lot of girls do have a lot of respect for themselves, but the millennial age of dating has turned into like, guys don't need to be in their, they can be in their 40s or 50s before they get married now. And like, it's okay to wait. And I feel like it's a lot harder to find commitment nowadays. Mm, I want to talk more about that when we get back. So we're going to take a little break. So you can hear from one of our lovely sponsors of this show. These are the people that keep us on the air and let you continue listening to us for 400 episodes, right? We're close to 400 episodes. So we'll be back in a moment. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty and you'll find out all about it. If you're depressed, doing anything feels like climbing Mount Everest. Setting up appointments feels like climbing Mount Everest. Well, In this case, using BetterHelp, it's like, I don't know, maybe taking one step on a tiny set of stairs. It's easy, it's convenient, and it's there for you. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So I want you to start working on your happiness right now. You deserve it. And this service is available worldwide, so you don't have to be in the US of A to use it. You can be anywhere. 
So even if you're off on vacation, you're supposed to be having a great time, but you really need to talk to somebody because it's not going well, guess what? BetterHelp will be there. So start living a happier life today. And as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash askwomen. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash askwomen. You know what stinks? Sitting on the sidelines and watching the world pass you by, watching opportunities just fly right by you. Well, with Bet Online, you can get involved in pop culture and sports. You can be part of the action because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the action. Football might be over. That's okay. Because guess what? The NBA is going on. So is college basketball. And so is the NHL. They're all in full swing. And Bet Online even covers award shows, TV shows, reality TV, and they give you real time updated odds and props on pretty much almost anything that you can imagine. So head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't sit on those sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code CLNS50 to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, we are back. And I want to touch on what you were just talking about before the break, which you said guys who are in their 40s and 50s, they don't have to be committed. So I want to hear more about the path that you were about to go down when you made that statement, because that's interesting. Yeah, I just feel like the millennial age has made it okay to have casual dating and to date multiple people. And that like commitment isn't something that you necessarily have to have right off the bat. And women can have a career now and they can focus on other things. And it's made it really hard or challenging, I would say, to find a guy around my age that wants to do commitment now compared to 50 years ago or whatever it was when like you had to be married by the time you were 20. You were old by the time you were 30. If you weren't married, there was an issue with you. So when you are dating, what's your highest age number for dating for you? Like how old or has the oldest person been that you've dated that you would consider for a serious commitment? Yeah, I don't go over 10 years. Like I always keep it within that range. And even still, I would say around like five is like the perfect mark for me. Like I feel like that evens out the maturing playing field a little bit there. And normally they have like, I want to say their their stuff in line in terms of like having a career path that they're like super excited about and like wanting kids soonish in a sense. So yeah. Yeah. So how old are you exactly? You're 28. 28. So are you, you're in that range where you're about to go into your 30s and start thinking about babies and stuff. Is that something that is on your mind when you're dating? I know you're still not 30, but like I know that for men, there's a belief that women in their 30s are like hungry for a baby and therefore that's at the front of their dating mind and that's how they're dating. They're dating with the focus on the baby rather than the man. Would you say that that resonates with you or could be true for you? Like a little yes and a little no in the sense where like I am very career driven and I'm not in a point in my life where I'm like, hey, I'm ready to like kick it and have a kid right now. Absolutely not. Like that's probably gonna be more like late 30s but it's more of like an adjustment for me to kind of like, I'm in a weird point in my life where thinking about babies is starting to be a thing, but also that is the last thing that's on my mind in terms of a relationship. So it's more along the lines of like, who can I connect with as like a a long-term partner that can support me and be someone who wants to like push me to be the best that I can be. And then like once babies comes around, which to me sounds like push out forever, 
then push it out. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine having a kid right now. Like that is not, not something I'm thinking about. Me but, either. <laughs> turning 30 though is a very scary thing for me, right? Like just getting older in general, knowing that guys like to date girls in their 20s. And here I am going into my 30s. At least that's how oh, I-, I will tell you something. From my point of view, I think women are their sexiest when they're in their 30s. I think 30s is the best time of your life. Yes, absolutely. I honestly feel like I was my most attractive when I was 37. Like that was my year. <laughs> so I, when I was in my 20s, I had like chubby cheeks and baby fat still. Like I feel like I came into my own as a woman with my business. So don't worry about 30s. I freaked out about 30 as well, but there is no need. So that's interesting. Okay, but you're finding it difficult because you're in Los Angeles too, to pair up with men who are in that category for you, who are 35, let's say, maybe mm-hmm. even 38 at the top of it, who are wanting to settle down. Because correct? Is that what you were saying before? That a lot more guys want to date for a lot longer and aren't really focused on settling down? They aren't focused on settling down, which is the hard part, right? Like they can, they feel like they can date multiple people. And it's not, I wouldn't say that I have thought about like the baby trend or anything like that, or like thinking about like having kids with people like that, that hasn't even come into play yet. It's more along the lines of no one wants to settle down and everyone wants to date multiple people. Do you find that too, Kristen? My dog's been barking, so I've been on mute. Oh, okay. <laughs> totally fine. Okay, but she was nodding yes. Not yes. She is saying yes, absolutely. She feels exactly the same way. So tell me about how dating during COVID has changed the way you date. Because I'm assuming during COVID, maybe you took a little bit longer to get to know people. I don't know. I'm not going to put words into your mouth. Has it changed for you? Do you think that you're going to go out and date differently now that things are opening back up? Definitely going to be more aware of... I've always kind of been aware of like, you know, location, age, job kind of deal. But I think now I'm a little bit more aware of like, if they don't have a social, does that mean like they're hiding something from me? Or they probably are talking to multiple people and like, that's okay. But like set those expectations and boundaries and say exactly like what you're looking for right at the beginning of it. I would say that's probably like, the strongest takeaway that I've learned from like online dating or like not being able to like meet someone right away is just making sure that your expectations are set from the beginning. Would it be good if guys set your expectations for you so that let's say you went on a date or Mm -hmm. let's say you were even reading a profile and some guy were to say on his profile something like, I am not, I am dating multiple women, but something like that, that just said like, I'm dating and until I find somebody like, would that be helpful for you? Right. Yeah. So it depends on the person. But like for me, like I am looking to find a connection with someone. And then like, I'm hoping that that blossoms into a relationship. But like when you put something like casual, like a bubble, for example, has that option to say like, I'm looking for a relationship or I'm looking for something casual or I'm not looking for anything at all. I'm here just for friends, whatever it is. When there's that something casual on there, that's kind of an ick for me because that means that you're not looking for someone. You're looking for like, that to me says casual. casual. Yeah, yeah. And that's not something that like I necessarily am going for. Have you ever approached guys who do have it listed as casual and then been shocked when they are dating other women? <laughs> like, I mean, no, because you have to kind of like put that into consideration, right? Like maybe he is like super attractive and he looks like a type that I would go after. Like I'm probably still going to give him an opportunity and give him a chance. But then it's kind of like, well, I already know that going into that. So I need to know from the beginning that this guy isn't, necessarily going to want a relationship with me. Right. And I have to be okay with that. And that sucks. (laughs) It does. I know. Well, then you're like setting yourself up. That's sort of like, that would be hard for me as well. Like knowing exactly what the outcome will be. But you're saying that you're kind of in your mind still hoping that you could switch that. 
right? Yeah. It's hard to get out of that mindset, you know, like to, to think how you can change anyone. Because as you said before, like a woman, that is not, it's a, not a goal of ours, but it feels pretty damn amazing if you're able to switch a player into a committed guy. Same thing with a guy who wanted to be casual before. If you're able to make him want to just be with you. I get right. that. I get the appeal. Yeah. But then guys have to understand that they do narrow their pool because a lot of women are going to swipe left if it just says casual. But that's okay. Right. And that's totally okay. But then guys get frustrated because it's not an ideal world. It's not like the guy is this perfect stallion that's got everything going to him that just wants to date casually. There's guys that aren't like the best catch, quote unquote, that also want to date casually. So as a warning to those guys, when you do want to do that, you have to understand and be reasonable in terms of what your expectations are when it comes to matches. Because I've worked with guys that get really frustrated. And it's like, well, you're 48. You're not that well-dressed. You have a good job, but you want to date casually and you want to date 25 to 38. So you're going to shrink that pool down to maybe a few drops of water. Mm-hmm. And so, But that's you know, okay if that's what you want. Right. But they have to understand. That's the 20% they, we were talking about on last week's episode. Like, I do really agree with that. Like, you can't open up your scope if it's an incorrect scope. Just so Right. Can, and so don't change it, but have realistic expectations. Right. right. Absolutely. Okay. Two final questions for you. Have you ever dated a guy that is shorter than you? How tall are you? You're like I'm five, really I'm five, nine? Eight. Five, nine, five, eight. Okay. Mm-hmm. So five, eight. So you've, have you ever dated a guy shorter than you? No. I've definitely gone to a bar and had like a makeout session with a random stranger who was shorter than me. But that's because I had liquid courage. I would say I'm definitely attracted to like 6'3 and above. <laughs> I'm awful. Well, let's say some guy that you really connected with, who mm-hmm. you liked how he looked, you saw that he was driven, you went on his LinkedIn, blah, blah, you saw all that stuff. And he was 5'7". Would you say no to him? Even if you were having a great conversation, like, do you think that you would be open to dating somebody shorter than you? You can be honest. No, I really don't think so. Someone shorter than me. I mean, it would have to be a really, really good connection. Let's okay. say he works in finance, has that vibe, <laughs> but right. he has five, Wants seven. a relationship, ready for kids. He's 35, great connection. Then what? But he's 5'7". But he's that finance guy. He's got that confidence and that swagger. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's really great. But I'm just, I am so attracted to taller guys and I love to wear heels. So I'm going to be like at least 6'2 at all times, <laughs> which makes it really hard. It's hard because you don't like looking down on someone. I know. That's, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> no, but I, listen, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you wanting to, to look up to a person that you're dating. I totally get that. Or is it an insecurity thing for how you think it would look? Or is it just of what you're attracted to? I think it's just what I'm attracted to. Like, I like feeling smaller. And like, normally that means a lot of height, like on top of me. <laughs> Literally on top of me. I, used to, like, I have my husband lie on top of me. Sometimes I just need to feel his weight on me. I totally get it. <laughs> That's another thing too. I can't imagine during hooking up, like looking down at someone. That's mind blowing to me. And I think it's really bad that I am more along the lines of like attracted to attractiveness, right? And like, definitely like the mind comes into play a lot. Like I'm definitely attracted to a brain. And maybe if someone was like the same height as me or just like an inch taller, I definitely think I would give them an opportunity as in like, if we connect really well, why not see that out and see how far it goes? And maybe my mind would be changed. It goes five, seven. That's as far as it goes. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> Have you ever met a guy 
who you weren't initially attracted to, but then after talking to him more or getting to know him better, you did find him attractive? Like where your mind changed about how you felt about him? I recently, that guy that I mentioned that I went out with in January that works at a t-shirt shop, when he first rolled up, like we went on our first like COVID date, which was basically like a really long walk. And he was like, I'll teach you how to skateboard. I'm like, oh, that's actually really cute. cute. He shows up on his skateboard in sweatpants, like smoking a jewel. And I was like, game over. I'm going on a track, right? Like a lot of ick there. But I figured, okay, I'll give him a shot. And we spent a couple hours together. And at that point, I was like, actually, our conversation was really great. I wasn't initially attracted to him, but because of like how we connected and like the date that he set up, I thought it was like really thoughtful. And we went out probably like another like four times before I kind of was like, all right, this guy's not for me. But I wasn't initially attracted to him. Did he ever wear actual real pants eventually? (laughs) He did wear jeans eventually, but... (laughs) I wouldn't say he has great style. He has awful style. <laughs> yeah, that's so... He's from Venice, right? He lives in Venice? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so Venice. Venice. Oh, I miss Venice. I'm so jealous. Okay, <laughs> the other question was about men with money. Is it really important to you that a man is well off? That's a really interesting question. I would say no. Like I grew up like middle class. And I would say as long as you're driven and you like what you're doing and you're passionate about it and you're growing to be better, money doesn't matter. But... I've dated guys where I felt uncomfortable because they had so much money and I felt like they were living in a different world than I was. And that made me feel really weird. I would say money doesn't matter, but like it's definitely something that people like like to know. You like, like stability. Yeah, I do like stability. But after going on like drive. a few dates with a guy that was like well off, it almost put me in like this weird spot of like, I can never be who he is. And I felt uncomfortable. So I would always kind of like want to, money doesn't matter. I would want to stay in like my same ballpark range. Yeah. I'm the same way. I've dated guys who are like, who are really wealthy as well. And it just made me uncomfortable the entire time. I don't exactly know what I was thinking during that period while I was dating them, but the whole, everything, the whole world just seemed very strange to me. I know other people really like it, how about you, Kristen? Do you like I think I could get guys? comfortable laying on some cash. Yeah. I think it'd be a nice bed. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think we would all love that. But making sure that the person is grounded is something that's really hard to... Well, I actually... So the guy that I dated who was in finance, he was probably doing very well for himself. He didn't live in like a penthouse. He was in Tribeca in Manhattan. He had a very nice apartment, but it wasn't anything like, oh my God. But you could tell that he was very into money and wanted a lot of money. So I felt like I wasn't going to be good enough in terms of his expectations of the world that he wanted to be in. And his brother, because of COVID, everyone was leaving New York. His brother was living on the Upper West Side and bought literally like the biggest home I have ever seen in my entire life. Like he bought an actual mansion and I didn't feel uncomfortable by it was like, wow, that's awesome. And it wasn't him, it was his brother. But it was like, I could see that's where he wanted his life to go. And it did make me feel a little disconnected because that's not what I'm from. However, if him and I really hit it off and he didn't whine incessantly and shuffle his feet on the floor when he walked with slippers, then yes, I would have been very comfortable with the idea of money. But it was just like, we weren't connecting enough to begin with And then it was this added thing of like, well, this is where my buddy lives in this penthouse up here. And like they have the entire floor. And then this is my other friend and they live in this. So 
it just, yeah, it wasn't going to work. But again, if we connected so much mentally, I would be very happy with it. Right. But that's the whole thing. Like that would be the added bonus to it, right? Very big bonus. Yeah. Which is like really right. Exactly. Okay. Do I have any more questions? Chris, do you have any more questions for Danny? I'm trying to think if we've asked everything. What's it like being 28 again? I know. (laughs) What do you mean? You're 28. You should know exactly what it's like. I am 28 plus 10. (laughs) One final question. I know I said two before, but one final question. Mm -hmm. Have you ever been friends with somebody or friend zoned someone and then taken them out of the friend zone and seen them as a a potential option? Has anybody who you've usually viewed as a friend ever suddenly turned you on? No, do you have someone? I actually may be in the process of that. Oh, really? Yes, but no. Like it could possibly just me fantasizing. So to bring the mood of the show down, as people know who listen to the show, my mother just passed away. So I'm going through intense, serious grief and I'm trying to reassess my life. And all of a sudden, this guy who's been really nice to me for the past year, we matched on Tinder and he was almost too nice or he was too polite and it was a turnoff and we couldn't banter. He's a really, really nice guy, but we've kept in touch over the past year. And all of a sudden, I'm kind of reassessing people that I know in relationships. And he's totally been in a friend zone. But for the past like two or three days, I've had this really strong urge. Like I looked him up online again. I kind of reassessed him, re-looked at his social media and was like, he's really cute. And like, I could really, like, he's such a nice guy and he's super cute. And so I've actually kind of been nervously waiting to send him a text because I'm like, well, how can I send this naturally? Because I've ignored him. I mean, he would text me now and then and we would write back, but I would never reach out to him. So now I'm kind of going, huh, but is it because I'm grieving and I need a friend? Or is it because I'm really seeing a shift in the way I see him? I don't know. There will be updates as we go. There's only one way to figure that out. Yeah, seriously. You're going to have to text him and go out with him and see how you feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I know we will. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm, yeah. So I'm Fine. on So it. we'll get an update in a couple of weeks. I love it. Wait, so yeah. Danny, I didn't hear your answer. Is it a yes or a no that you have you ever been with somebody that you only viewed as a friend in the beginning? No, I don't think I have. This isn't the same thing, but my friend recently, well, she dated someone a year ago, right? For like, not very long, like a month. And then they parted ways. He had a girlfriend. They just broke up. And she's like, can I slip back into his DMs? And that's an interesting thing to think about. Like someone that you've dated before, could you reopen the conversation? Mm -hmm. Does she need to figure out like why it ended or can she just slide back in? No, he just like stopped talking to her. It was like a ghosting thing. And so like, that's kind of awkward right there. But like, Mm -hmm. he literally asked her out for like, probably, they probably went on like 10 dates within 10 days. Like it was... And then he just ghosted her? And then he just ghosted her. And now he's coming back and he's back in the DMs? No, no, she wants to go back. She wants to find out. Oh. She's an online, stalker's a bad word, an online looker at people and noticed that they parted ways, him and his recent girlfriend. Okay, so he's available now. So they dated 10 times, he ghosted her. Then he started dating somebody else. Yeah, he's a free agent now. And so she's like... Can you do that? Can you like slide back into someone's DMs and like try to like respark a relationship when you don't know what happened before? Mm-hmm. I wish there was a guy on the show to answer that question for us. <laughs> I don't know. If that's, I know it's possible for a guy, 
Yeah. I don't know if it's possible for, but I, maybe. I mean, some guys are very turned off by the girl being the aggressor. Okay. But maybe he might find it to be a turn on. Maybe he's like, ooh, that's sassy or that's really confident. That's sexy of her to do. Yeah. I don't know what the reason was for ending the relationship after 10 years. I feel like you have to kind there of... There must be something uh, there. So either yeah. maybe she was too aggressive. I don't know. So that may be something that also turns him off if, if she's still... Pers- I don't know. Yeah. Would have to dig in a little bit more and talk to a guy. Because that's the interesting thing. Like when you're asking questions from that side, I can't give you the answer because I'm not in that headspace. But there are many guys who have been able to do that. Like, wouldn't you say that girls would be open to it? Oh, I think so. I think girls more likely than guys. Yeah. I, I kind of agree with that. I don't see a guy really switching his mind, but maybe he can be in a different space. I don't know. I yeah. think most often when girls ghost a guy, it's because she wasn't feeling something with him. So if he was able to come back and make her feel that, whatever it was that she was missing. Mm-hmm. I had a guest on our show about a month ago. Kristen wasn't on, but actually it, it's going to go live this week. Jared Lawrence was on our show and he was talking about with women, don't try and change their mind, try and change their mood. And I thought that was really brilliant because if you change their feelings about you rather than trying to shift their mind, that's going to get you way bigger and better results. That's why I think doing things like that, like I'm going to sound like such an old fuddy-duddy, sliding back into her DMs, guys can do, Mm -hmm. but I don't think girls can. I don't think it works the same way. Yeah. All right. Well, Danny, we are done with you, but thank you so much for coming on to our show. As always, just like on my live, you were fantastic, very forthcoming, gave really honest opinions, which Mm -hmm. is what we want on this show so that men can learn and gain from the information that you've shared. So thanks. Do you want to promote anything? I know that you work for a technology company, but I don't know if you want to promote them in any way or promote yourself or just say, (laughs) Danny, Danny K. Yeah, sure. No problem. If anyone out there is interested in podcasting, we help monetize and grow your audience. And so come on over to redcircle.com. Perfect. And Kristen, (laughs) if you want to work with Kristen and get your profile changed so that your profile matches your social media, then go to kristenandchill.com. And for me, if you you want advice from me, go to winggirlmethod.com. You guys are awesome. We will see you next week.